What's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Two nights in a row. We're back again on Thursday night, back in our regular night, I guess. Uh, I'm Jeff Malott. We got my buddy Ryan Lambert above me there. We are your hosts. Uh, thanks for joining us again, two nights in a row, trying to get caught up on our, our missed weeks. Uh, we're super happy to bring back a, another awesome guest. This week, It's uh, I'm going to try to read off a little bit of your bio, so hang tight with me, Cody. Former KBFA right. Angler of the Year, Lake Forest, be it, Lake Fork, you know, bass winner over the weekend, but the number one ranked angler in the KBN Power Rankings from 2019. We haven't had you on since. I know that's Sorry. the greatest honor, most likely, in your, in your fishing it career. Is. No, but hey, thanks, Cody, for coming on here with us, man, to talk about Fork and, and a few other things. Man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Were you even aware you were the number one ranked angler in our Power Rankings? I was. Yeah, I did know that. <laughs> I did I didn't know that. No. Jeff was supposed to mail you like a sash. I don't. Did you get that out, Jeff? No, I, I meant to give it to him at Logan Martin, but I figured he wouldn't wear it around anyway, so I just kept it. Hey, I, I don't want it. I, I've done some photo shoots with it All for right. sure. Right. Some photo <laughs> shoots. We'll get you a yak, yes. a, a yak addict Tierra and a KBN sash. Yeah, and we'll rock yeah. and roll with it. All right, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Cody, man, you're you know fresh off Lake Fork. We watched the Major League Fishing guys there for a couple of days just smash them and figured the kayak guys would too. So, I mean, what an event. Looked like there were a ton of big fish weighed in. You were on a, a you know slick, shallow bite back there where nobody could get to you. So let's just jump into yeah. it, man. Tell us how that how that went and how you figured that out. Man, it was it was really a pretty cool deal. I mean, I, you know, I've said it a few places now, but I, I had never, I mean, I was so fired up to get out there that morning. Like, I had never been at an event where it set up so well to be in a kayak. You know, like, I was going into areas with a lot of boats, but it, you know, it wasn't an issue because you were pushing to fish that they couldn't get to. Um, and it was like, it was, you could tell, you could tell so easily like fish that had been messed with by boats and fish that were well past those berms. That's what I've been calling them. Whatever the little fort grass is on the edge that you can keep, you know, like keep paddling over. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, there was one stretch I found, I guess on Friday that was probably, I, I pulled probably 250, 300 yards and saw close to a hundred bass, probably like 30 of them on a bed. What? Yeah. I mean, there, there was a lot of, it was, most of them were two to three pounds. Like they really were, um, yeah. probably seven to eight of them were over four pounds, but yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty neat little area. And it like, even one of the areas I'd practiced in a lot that I hadn't been in was the same way. I mean, like you could have went there and done the same I don't know if you could have like caught as many big ones, but it was just you were completely away from boats, looking at a ton of bedding bass. Like it was, it was neat. Yeah, it was a fun yeah. week. Yeah. You literally couldn't get back there. No, like the the place I had like in this really famous like Birch Creek, this area. It's not where actually where I fish, but like that's where I was gonna go fish. And man, it was unreal. Like I would have probably been a hundred yards. Like they, yeah, they would have, there's no way they could have been a hundred yards from me. And there was like four pounder, four pounder, three pounder, three pounder. Um, and the issue with Birch was like, I just, I don't I didn't have any like six, seven, eight pounders. Um, which, you know, like, like y'all were seeing on fork, there was a lot of those being caught. <laughs> um, there was a lot of those up shallow too. Man. Uh, do you, did you talk to some other people there? Were they all doing the same thing? It looked like everybody on the, on the, MLF live stream anyway was back shallow just catching them uh, either spawning. Yeah, or you know, it seemed like it took a few guys like some time. I think you know, I mean, just like you know, with the house I was staying at, like. But then by the end of the week, you no, know, it seemed like everybody was in that you know ten to fifteen inches of water type deal. Um, but I mean, it was like, and it was kind of weird. Like I don't know, you always have those bites that maybe kind of throw you off during the week. And the probably the best bite I had all week was punching. Um, I didn't punch a whole lot, but it was in some of the deeper grass I punched and, you know, lost like probably an eight, eight and a half pounder or so. Um, mm. But, yeah, I mean, that place, man, it's it's fun. I can talk about it for a long time. <laughs> it's a pretty cool <laughs> place. Well, yeah, man, that's why we wanted you on here. I mean, that's one of my favorite lakes yeah. in the country anyway. I hated, to, I hated to miss that event, to be honest with you. But, you know, life gets in the way sometimes, and, and we, you know, I had more important things I had to deal with. But, uh how long did you get down there to uh, to scout that out, or did you just have a short time and stumble on those areas, or did you have a, a good amount of time to, to scout that out? So I, I got down there Wednesday, um, and I was 
my, like, my, I fished my favorite creek in the entire lake for the first two days um, and felt, you know, really comfortable. Probably had like a hundred and a half, you know, about, had about, had about a hundred inch day my first day down there. And, you know, it was pretty, I felt pretty good about that area. It was going to expand on it. And but on Friday, I decided to go back to where I had that pretty big day, the second day at the Hobie. And, like, sure enough, like, the other side of the creek, like, there's kind of, it's all, all the way in the back of the creek. And there's a channel side, and there's a super flat side with a lot more grass, a lot more berms you could push over and things like that. And I went in there Friday and, you know, found, like, an eight-and-a-half pounder next to, like, a six-and-a-half pounder next to, like, a six-pounder. And the males were like three and a half, four pounds. Um, and that was all, you kind of had to set up different for them, but that was all within sight. Like that was all within a flip away. Um, so it was pretty cool. So yeah, I made a cast starting right there, throwing a buzz bait and got one first cast. It was like one of the littler males. And then one of the big females rolled over it, second cast. I'd been catching them all week on a buzz bait. Um, like I could really irritate those females enough to come up and get a buzz bait, but there wasn't that much wind on Saturday, so it was more of like you had to really be looking at them and you know irritate them. But. That's amazing, man. I saw uh, was it Jason Christie caught that giant on top water on a frog. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was huge. And we caught like that got me excited giant. watching that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of unique having MLF there at the same time, and I'm sure there was a ton of other just yeah. bass boats and locals out there. Did you have any oh. MLFers in your area? So Friday, so the big, like my biggest fish was 22 and three quarters. It weighed, it weighed 832. Uh, there's a boat right next to me that had a, that had a scale. Um, two or three people came in like first three hours to go fish for that exact fish. Nobody caught it. Um, <laughs> so I ended up, but it, like they didn't have the angle. Like you, that was the one you could see, but you had to cast to it. Like it was like a pretty good little cast, but it was, it was super shallow. So you could see it, but like I was, I, the way I was able to catch it was going in behind it. But, um, yeah, a couple guys came in and tried to catch that. But on Saturday, the only guy I saw was Kevin Van Dam and he fished that steep side that I had fished in the Hobie and didn't catch anything and left. Um, I mean, there was a lot of local traffic, um, even crappie fishermen, but that was, that was about it. Now, um, I'm trying to think on Friday, after Mark Daniels Jr. caught that like big 85 pounds or whatever he caught, mm. he had kind of rolled into that area um, and had done a little bit of fishing. But I like I, said, I didn't see him catch anything either. But yeah, there wasn't that much traffic. Like it was like I don't know. No one fork in the spawn. That B water. I know I've said it a few times, but that kind of like B that B C plus water. I mean, it can kind of shine when there's a lot of people on the water. It really can. Man. So it's safe to say you kicked KBD's ass in that creek. Oh, well, you couldn't have got to Say it, fish. Cody. Say it. <laughs> you did it. I couldn't say that, no. <laughs> uh, no, somebody was like, like one of the a podcast the other night was like, could you add like 52 pounds or whatever it took on Saturday? And it was like, yeah, I mean, it was, absolutely. It would have like been completely, it would have been super easy. But that being said, you couldn't have got to the fish that we were able to fish for. Like it was, there were so many bass that were so much easier to catch in a foot of water. Like there really was like, and that's like not my MO. Like I don't really do that. So it was, this was new for me. So it was, it was good. Like I'm, I'm excited. You, you might want to switch your MO. That was probably, uh, I know. yeah, I <laughs> might know. be a sign. <laughs> I know. I, uh, what I hear on, on Bass Talk Live, they were throwing a little shade at KVD one, not throwing shade, but wondering why. He was throwing a jerk bait for two days. So was he doing that when you saw him back here? So I will say this. Um, he was the only person that came in that creek that I actually felt like was fishing it. He was on the wrong side, but I felt like he was actually fishing it more appropriately than anybody. Really? You um, didn't tell him? Like, hey, cuz. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, cause I, like what I, like I said earlier, like moving topwaters were really big. Cause like if there were fish in eight to 12 inches of water, they were extremely aggressive. So like covering a lot of water in that kind of, you know, water column was key. And he was the only guy I saw that was like turning and burning the topwater. So I give him credit there, but no, he didn't catch anything. So he, he just couldn't get to him. You're, you're giving KV. No, he you're, really couldn't. You're giving him an yeah. out. That's a good man. You're giving him an out. Yeah. I try to. <laughs> he's all right. He's he's learning. He'll, he'll get yeah. there. 
So how how pivotal was your new boat? You know, the recent switch to new canoe. Yeah. Uh, did you were you able to use your motor in this one? You were you motoring around? So it was actually um, that entire week. I think I caught three fish with my trolling motor down. Um, I really? mean, obviously, it got me everywhere and got me back, but I didn't catch a fish with the motor down. Um, it was actually the only week I'd ever used a stakeout pole. Like, I wasn't even using a power pole. Um, I mean, it was so shallow, that, and the fish were very, very spooky. Um, and it, the other thing that was really cool was a high-rise new canoe seat. Um, it was like I'd, I'd added, like, four inches, and I stood, like, every fish I caught, I could, you know, caught standing up. And that was really, that was, that was pretty big was being able to, you know, get a little higher than most people. Um, but yeah, no, it was that and like using the scupper hole with the stakeout pole. Like that's new for me. You know, I know a lot of people, it's like an everyday <laughs> thing, but I'd never done that. So it was pretty cool. Oh man. You're coming into your own right here in front of our eyes. Fishing that's shallow, cool. using scupper holes. Yeah. Old school. <laughs> old school. <laughs> You know, talking about so, those. but you 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 like you liking the boat pretty pretty well though. Oh yeah, I really am. Like I've always wanted a very open, fishable platform with recessed rod holders. You know, and having that the front hatch with storage. Like it's, I mean, you know, it's it's all the things you get out of a, you know a Hobie per se, which is what I came from. But it's um you know you don't have the pedals in the middle. Um you know it's now the way those pursuits are designed they track so well with a you know motor guide trolling motor i mean they really really do um, is that going to affect the tournaments that you fish or are you going to keep your no, hobie to fish some really pedal you tournaments know, I, or what's I, happening so i mean i look at everything on a very year-to-year basis and i mean it's i mean you look at the rest of the year with hobie i'm going to be on lake darnell you know in jeff and i's backyard and i'm going to be up in the slop with that and i'll be the same thing at lacrosse at the hobie um, so, you know, it's like, I wouldn't have used pedals at any of those places anyways. Um, so you're not marking Hobie off the list of tournament trails by any means. You're still going to try no, to get the TOC. No, yeah. I mean, I, I was at the the first Lake Fork Hobie, you know, two, three weeks yeah. ago. But yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm definitely continuing to fish, you know, as many of those as I can. I mean, honestly, at this point, making KBF and Hobie more of a, you know, focal point is going to be a kind of bigger part for the rest of the year. Whenever that gets started, if it does, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> so, Cody, were you on? Were you on the Hobie team, or you just a just had a Hobie that you fished out of? I wasn't. Yeah, I got a Hobie from. I got a Hobie like an old used clearance Hobie for like. I think I got it for like. I think I got it for fifteen hundred dollars. I mean, it's a two thousand twelve Hobie, but I had it for like four years. See, that's the thing is, yeah. like, me included. I think a bunch of people just yeah. assumed you rolled on the Hobie team, and that so that, that's why I think no. people were shocked when they saw that move. Happen. Yeah. No, no, I don't. Cody and Cody and Siddiqui were like the Backstreet Boys of Ho- like they were like in the back alley of Hobie, like yeah, trying to jump right. people. <laughs> and now they've moved on. Now Siddiqui's yeah. native and, right. and Cody's new canoe, and yeah, the world is upside down. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that that caught a lot of people off guard. Have you been considering that move for a while, or what made you choose? You know, what made you kind of make that jump? So, I mean, I, I have another one in my backyard. I mean, I can walk outside and show y'all right now. Like, I have, like, I, the only other, actually, Jeff, it was in one of the NSKAs at Beaver. It was the only other time I'd fished out of a new canoe pursuit was, gotcha. um, was actually at Beaver. Was that the time you um, came up here and then drove home because you thought you did bad, but I had to message you and say you were in the money? I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. Oh, dang. <laughs> I think it was that one. Yeah. Because yeah. if you remember, I asked you if I could use two kayaks on the same tournament. Yeah, that's and right. it was I fished out of my Hobie, like caught a limit, and then I got in the pursuit, ran three miles to like a couple bed and baths, and like caught them, came back, and then got back in the Hobie. Yeah. But yeah, that was that and was then, the and then went home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then went home because I was I had lost <laughs> some good ones that day. I remember <laughs> I was pretty fucked out. Yeah, we're sitting around the way, and like, where's Cody? <laughs> <laughs> Dude's cashing checks and driving back to northeast Arkansas. No, that, that was pretty cool. We're glad you made the trip over for that one, but yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So Ryan already asked, you know, is that going to change your tournament focus? It doesn't sound like it is. You know, no, still not plug at all. along. You obviously just yep. qualified for the Bass Championship. You already did that because uh, you did that at Logan Martin. You and I tied. You beat I did, me. With, yep. you, you beat me with a bigger fish. 
I had, yeah, we were, we were like 25, 26 or yeah, something. Yeah, that, that's, I didn't catch a fish till like one thirty. I mean, that day was so bad. I actually, dude, I that day was freaking that day. trash, man. That <laughs> yeah. was freaking trash. I saw, I saw you, and I was like, "Screw this! I'm going two miles down more." Like, you know, nobody's yeah. doing any good. And then, like, I saw Christine at the way, and she's like, "We both caught limits after you left." And I was yeah, like, good. no, it that's was awesome. Crazy. Good, good job. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. And it was pretty funny. I was just like, I was throwing a, I was throwing a spinnerbait and holding it in the current. Like, wasn't even turning the reel handle. <laughs> and they were coming up smacking it. It was, it was funny. That's wild. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> yeah. What do you think so far? <laughs> I'd be fine if I don't have to relive that. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Uh, right. Go ahead, Jeff. With, with the bass, you know, this is their first year. There's been a couple tournaments. You, you were at both of them. I know yep. myself, Ryan, all, a lot of us that have done this for a little bit and, and actually run clubs, we're, we were excited but skeptical about how they were going to pull this off. So what's been your impression right off the bat as, as far as what they put together? It's, I mean, it seems like it's been really good. I know a lot of, I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have been a little, I don't know, I mean, not bummed out I and, mean, you know, questioned maybe some of the pay, paybacks from some of the BASS events. But, I mean, it's, they've been, I mean, I think they've been fine. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's their first year. Like them, from my understanding, are going to like a two-day tournament thing next year, which I think will be great. Um, I, it seems like to have a very established club, it needs to be two-day tournaments. Um, it makes a big difference. It really does. But now, I mean, I've loved them. I mean, I really have. I mean, it was – I obviously, I didn't get to, get to get on the Bassmaster Classic stage. But, I mean, even last weekend with the coronavirus and, like, not being able to shake people's hands afterwards, it was still – you know, they were still like, you know, you know, they were very, you know, welcoming, and it was a, it was a good event for sure. What did y'all do? Like? What kind of venue did they have? So it was actually was it? it was a. Oh, I know a lot of people know it. It was at um, Lake Fork Marina. It was in that restaurant. They kind of had a backdrop up against the back of that restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they they was it wasn't intended to be there, but it was just an open environment. You know, given the yeah, time, gotcha. it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Lake Fort Marina was it? You it was outside. You said it wasn't in the restaurant. It right? was. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be. It was just because of the like coronavirus. Yeah, and so I was going to ask if it was in the smoking yeah. section That's or the smoking section of Tiffany's because they're still both in there. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's all non-smoking. <laughs> I really think it's changed. Yeah, I, yeah. I could be wrong, but that, I haven't that, seen that, it in that, a year that, now. That place. That place is awesome. Smoking. Or yeah, not, it's all. The, it's the food really is awesome good. in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way, Cody. I think that they've done a pretty good job, or a great job. The first event, the, you know, the registration and all the way through was, was flawless. I know there's people that yeah. talk about I, the, the payouts, I thought it was but. as fast as Tourney X ever worked. I mean, it seemed like it was rolling through. I, I mean, payouts is kind of a sli slippery slope because, you know, yeah. used to, like, we are fishing Guntersville last year, had 166 people, and first place took home two grand. Like, you know, that's yeah. that's rough, but now Hobie's kind of come along, yeah. and I don't want to say spoiled us, but spoiled us. Like, because now, like, you know, for health, I just won sixteen hundred bucks in fourth place this past in fourth place, in, yeah. you know, in the regular event. Like, they're you know they're paying pretty good and pretty deep, and I I hope you know I know it's the first year, but I mean I think that's something to definitely take note of, like kind of what people look for. And I'm not saying it should be a hundred percent payout at all. But if you can get these big time, big money sponsors on board, you know we can kick up the pot a little bit. I don't think that would hurt anybody's feelings. I mean, but to be fair, they are paying deeper than any yeah. you know any other kayak series has ever paid. Yeah, I mean, even oh, yeah. if that's just doubling your money or getting your entry fee back, I mean that's yeah, I was kind of in that boat. You know, I mean that was kind of yeah, that was nice. It really was. Yeah, and Logan Martin to uh, you know get four hundred bucks for finishing twenty sixth was pretty nice. <laughs> paid for yeah, gas, that's crazy. gas money home and and you know yep. paid for a little bit of food so you know it hel it certainly still doesn't get you uh out of the hole but it's, it definitely helps with uh expenses and stuff like that so i guess it's like ryan said slippery slope you want to ride that line a little bit and i think they do offer some good value with their exposure their exposure has been good it's same it really day. Been. i mean same day updates yep. with photos and, and articles Absolutely. and hobie's done the same thing hobie's you know aj's on point always with with the you know live updates and, and live coverage on the water so i think they're and they also better. have a media company working with them too you know hobie like they'll call and do interviews post tournament and, and you know put out some content later on to kind of keep the 
spotlight burning longer than a day or two. Yeah, they've been, yeah. They've been doing a good job, but both of them have, you know. Um, we're going to get in talking about some of the, you know, it's, I don't know when we're going to have another tournament. I mean, geez, with, with this coronavirus thing. Right. And, I don't know. And Fish Commission <laughs> shutting everything down. So it's yeah. as good as time as any to kind of talk about uh, different rules and things that are going on out there. There was a thread on KBN, I don't know, a week or two ago. Uh, I think I posted it just to have something to talk about, but it was pre-fishing and will we get to a point where we have hard pre-fishing uh, cutoffs? And should there be, you know, should there be an official practice period and, uh, you know, some off-limits before that? What do you guys think about that? I mean, I think there should be, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, three days before. Um, it's hard to say the time before that, especially because there's so many locals and local clubs that live on a lot of these lakes. Um <coughs> It's harsh putting that at 30 days. You know, you know it really is. Um, I know a lot of BASS events do that, but, yeah, I mean, I would love to see it where it's just three days before the event with maybe a two-week cutoff before that or 30 days. I don't know. Um, it's hard to say. A lot changes in two weeks. I mean, hell, a lot changes in two days generally. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I can, I can see we do the 30-day thing for our state club and <laughs> – from 30 days before, that lake is literally completely different. Like, everything's different when you show up. I like the 30 days, but I see what you're saying. You know, having having the, all these local clubs, that, I mean, you still want to fish tournaments, and not every place is jammed with six lakes around it. You know, they don't have that many options. Some clubs have to fish all their tournaments on one or two bodies of water all year. So I can definitely see how that's kind of a hindrance. One of, one of my thoughts was, uh, and this may be too complicated, but open it up the two weekends prior, but close it down the weekdays where people can't roll in there and fish it for 10 days straight or seven days straight or something like that. The then, problem then, with that is, like, coming right in before the tournament, though, like you're wanting to pull those people in. You're wanting the hotels and restaurants to see that effect of, of having people in for five or six days, you know, trying to – trying to prep for this tournament i think yeah i mean you know open it up the three days prior wednesday thursday friday but before that you know have two official practice, have the weekends open. two official practice weekends prior to those three days to give the local clubs or whatever a chance to to still be out there i don't know so what if you did like the first two weekends of a month-long period you could fish on the weekends or saturday right. you know however you want to set it up but then have a so, you know solid two week dead period Until before practice. official yeah. practice. Yeah. We're sitting here solving problems. Look at there. That's <laughs> what we do, Jeff. That's what we do. Put it put it in writing. Let it be written. Let it be done. Start problems. Solve problems. Two things that we do very well. Start problems. Point out problems. <laughs> point out point, point out, out problems. Problem. Sorry. True. Touche. Yeah. Could be could be thought of as starting problems. I don't know. Uh, we like to well, talk. Starting them if they're a secret. Aggressive yeah. discussions. That's what we like to do. Aggressive. <laughs> no, no. We, we have yeah. a lot of fun. And arm wrestling. Two open weekends won't work. Randy Creason. If you guys are watching this, please shoot us a bunch of some questions for Cody, comments on what we just talked about. Uh, you know, we want to hear them. Uh, everybody's on social distancing. and Randy, tell Jeff so. why that's a dumb idea. Yeah. Tell me. Let's see. Yeah, one Dude, to three no. day cutoff, seven day cutoff would be great. Two open weekends won't work. <coughs> Some people only have weekdays off. We don't all work Monday through Friday. Well, that's yeah, true. that's true. But we're we're worried about the majority, Randy. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Danger. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> trolling motors only. Yeah. Trolling tell them, motors. Jeff. Tell, tell them your demands. <laughs> no aftermarket trolling motors. Only uh, packages such as the old town. <laughs> only factory equipped. Only factory integrated trolling motors. Integrated trolling motors. <laughs> only boats. Only boats with no front hatch storage. Handheld remote controls only. That's all. That's all we allow. No. Oh. No. Uh, Mel Ash wants to know where are his damn boots, Cody. <laughs> They've been at my house for a uh, man probably since the FLW KBF Cup or something like that. <laughs> That's been a minute. <laughs> I failed to uh, send those back for a little while now. Yeah. Do they fit you? They fit you? Poor Mel. I haven't tried to put them on them. I found them again yesterday. Though. Okay, I was gonna say you're, <laughs> way, you're way taller than Mel. There's no way they fit you. Yeah, no, I don't think they do, but yeah. I, I, I do. Yeah. Cody's a lot taller, but his his feet are tiny. That's it. 
They are. Yeah. That's the key to that. That's the key to that bed fishing. You stand up and walk softly, and you can just flip. Yeah. Quietly. It makes sense. It's, it's making a lot more sense now. Yeah. It's almost yeah. an unfair advantage. I don't know. Uh, Josh Evans, uh, anybody here that KBF NC has moved again? We were going to talk about that. We can wait. We can jump on that right now. Man. I don't care, man. Whatever. You make the call. Let's rock and You're roll. smarter than me. No. Let's rock and roll. We all, we all got uh, going a little insane being locked in, although I had to go to work today. But, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, I mean, so the rumor is, yes, it has moved again to, to October uh, was the latest date that I heard, which – it's kind of put, putting us in a rough spot in Tennessee because that happens to be the date of the Tennessee State Championship where we have the top seven guys from the 16 local clubs going to fish, uh, you know, the Tennessee State Championship in Knoxville. So uh, that really sucks as much as you hear about working with local clubs and growing the grassroots level and all this stuff to put the national championship on the same date as the Tennessee State Championship. And if I'm not mistaken, Jeff, is that not on the same date as the Arkansas State Championship? It's on the Arkansas State Championship date, which I was already conflicted about because it's also on the same date as the Lone Star Throwdown, which I've been asked to go to for the last two – or <laughs> wanted to go to for the last two years. So that's three pretty big events that it's going to – you know, and in the fall, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a freaking mess because the fall is already loaded with stuff. The spring's loaded with stuff yeah. for that matter. So what do you – you know. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a, a lose lose for everybody here. I don't. So I don't the know. trick is like you know, and I, I know why it had to be moved in the spring. I do, but you know, we made a conscious effort to schedule around all this stuff. Just like the TOC, which is on the same body of water as our state championship, we communicate. We try to schedule around this stuff so anglers don't have to choose because you have two big, really good events that you both want to fish. So now we have forty five anglers in cast that have already paid for the KBF national championship. So, I mean, do they pull out their 16 grand because they don't know what they can fish now? I mean, that just, that puts everybody in a tough spot. And I don't know what Arkansas's attendance is looking like for the national championship. I'm sure Texas has a bunch of guys that are going to run well. off, you know? Yeah. Arkansas travels well. And I just saw another in the comments that is a big one, which is that's also West Virginia state championship. And they have a huge club in West Virginia. Very, that's on their state championship yeah. too. <laughs> did, did we just pick state championship weekend? What what I is think, happening? I there? just think it's normal for a lot of clubs to do it the first weekend in October because the seasons are wrapped up, and you know what I mean. It just kind of makes sense logistically to do that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's before it's right before hunting season in most places, and then it's you know after. That's the why we did it because we got a lot of hunters. We want the weather to cool off a little bit. We used to do it in September, and it was miserable. Like, you would die trying to, <laughs> especially pre-fish for, you know, 10 hours a day in September. Like, it was just, it was tough. Jamie just said, set the set the rules. Uh, you know, I'm assuming, I'm assuming he meant set the dates. If they fish, they fish. Not everyone's going to please. How many dates right. are we going to set, though, Jamie? Like, I mean, we're on the third set now. Like, oof. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Cody? I mean, what, what, what is there anything that can be done? Is this just going to be one of those years where you just got to suck it up and deal with it and move on to 2021? Uh, you know, I didn't know it ever got – I mean, I knew it got moved in November. I didn't know it got removed. But, um, yeah, I mean, that would be kind of crazy. I mean, I know, like, obviously, NSKA in Tennessee's, you know, clubs are some of the biggest ones. And I know West Virginia's is as well. Um, so, yeah, that's a lot of people. I mean, it definitely affects a lot of people. But, um I don't know, you know, I mean, fall-time classics are kind of, I don't know, that's how it honestly all started. You know, most classics were all in the fall before they were super yeah. early in the year. So I'm not, like, too, too upset seeing a fall classic. So then putting it in November or something, like, yeah, I'd be, I'm, I am kind of cool with that. Um, you see a lot less boat traffic. You know, a guy might be able to actually find a pattern that he could run and actually, you know, you, know, you may actually get a pretty true winner, you know. I don't know. I'm good with a fall bike. I just think yeah. the you know working with the especially like the bigger clubs that send fifty or sixty guys in to support this stuff. Like you probably ought to talk to them a little bit. You know, yeah. on the forefront, Steve-O just made a good point. 110 anglers fishing cast, and 11 of them qualify for the Bassmaster Championship out of that too. So I mean, that's another another incentive on top of the the cash and prizes that we 
bring to the table with that stuff. And I mean, look at you got to look at who's fishing these the Tennessee State Championship. Russ Snyder's probably one of the, the yeah. top KBF angler right now. Uh, yeah. That's that's our state champ. Like Josh Stewart. <laughs> I mean, Adam Riser. We got. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not like people aren't traveling around supporting this stuff, you know, across the country. Like, I think, you know, they deserve that much respect, if anything. Yeah, and to, and to you know, play devil's advocate here and say, you know, KBF is in a tight spot because, frankly, I don't care where they put it in October or November, who can fish the state championship one weekend and then travel the next? Let's say it was the next weekend. Or who can fish the national championship one and travel the next? I mean, it's tough. There's a lot going on right then, so it, you know it'd almost be better if they push it way later in November, like Cody was saying. And you know, I guess yeah. I don't know how Gunnersville is in late November, or if anybody would even fish it then. But it's 15 minutes from my house. I fully intend to fish the national championship. I have fully intended to fish the national championship. If it falls the same weekend as the Tennessee state championship. Hands down, I'm fishing the Tennessee State Championship. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, that, those are my friends. Those are my those are my yeah. people. Like that's our local deal. Like that's me and Steve-O run this club. We've been doing it for five years. Like that's where that's where my loyalty lies. You know, I'm not gonna get bullied out of our own no, state championship. That's where, and that's where all of us are, I think, because I've always been the guy that says all of this depends and and is propped up by the local clubs. Uh, without the local for sure none of this happens so you know and we're about to see that right now because these larger events can't take place so what's going to support you and give you availability to still go out and compete it's going to be your local clubs i mean that's that's the beauty of it that's why they're there yeah and like cody was saying you know cody hadn't really got to fish nsk much and this may be your year man you maybe get to come down oh i mean i'm i'm yeah, I want to make sure. I'm going to check on the pre-fishing rules, but I thoroughly intend on you know being on Beaver Fork tomorrow. Yeah, you know, so we'll see. <laughs> That's all, what. What's tomorrow? Friday. Yep. Yeah, you you can't. You're done. You can't that's do what it. I thought. I thought it was something like, yeah. that. like that. That's what I was going to check. I really didn't think yeah. I could. But I I Jeff's make... watching your balloon blow up, and he's just standing there with a needle. Like I had, I had, to, I had nope, to put sorry, my I had to put my tournament director hat on for a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. When's pre-fish? It uh, yeah. cuts off I, on I Wednesday. Thought, cuts off on Wednesday. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought it ended on Wednesday, yeah. but I, I still might go. It's okay. How yeah. does that work? Somebody explain Arkansas to me real quick. I don't know that. What do you mean? So y'all have a pre-fishing cutoff for for your regular so. tournaments, yeah. or yeah, Wednesday, yeah. the week of. It's pretty simple. Okay, all yeah. right. Just because, like I think the guy said earlier, not everybody works Monday through Friday, and you know some guys only work nights, or they can go out there and pre-fish right up till friday night because they just have different shifts yeah. and stuff so it just equalizes a little bit cuts it off i got you so that's not we don't we don't do that in our local club i mean guys are pretty much <laughs> and and sometimes it really bites them in the ass pretty hard they'll go out on friday afternoon and, and freaking stroke some fish yeah. and and then go into the tournament and they're like man i didn't get a bite today <laughs> yeah. I, well I, you put up 102 yesterday so that may maybe why i don't know i'll tell you what happens here man is is Especially in northwest Arkansas, Beaver Lake's good lake. It's fun to fish. It's yeah. you know got a diverse fishery, but it's the only big lake within our region in northwest Arkansas. We've got a big club, so we end up doing a lot of road runners. We'll break the lake into sections and do you know north end, south end, stuff yeah. like that. And we just you know the idea was because we're fishing smaller areas with seventy anglers, we didn't want them beating it up right until Friday, you know, and give it a couple of days. That, that that was kind of the premise. Or if we were doing road runners or small lakes or whatever. That's what we do on Chick. We'll do like two damn to damn tournaments, but then we try to break it up. We'll pick like three three ramps or something, just so people aren't always in their comfort zone. Because I mean, most of the guys here have a honey hole, you know that that usually holds some good fish on Chickamauga, and, and we know each other, so you're not trying to go cut in on on somebody else's stuff. So we try to break it up in ramps, just so everybody kind of has a a pretty decent shot at equalizing the the field for for points uh steve-o wants to know cody what are your hobbies when you're not fishing is that a time is does that happen um man honestly most hobbies are some sort of fishing might be fly fishing or you know reschooling (laughs) yeah i mean i really like running like i like boats a lot you know i mean as far as like duck hunting i I duck on a whole lot oh okay like we've got a 60 day season and I yeah, how far are you outside of Jonesboro? 
Uh, so we're a little south. Like that's more yeah. of like yeah, we're not too too far from Jonesboro. We I, I went to like really Beach Grove or something. You know where that oh, is? Yeah. Beach Grove. Yeah. So yeah, I we, was there uh, for the opener this week, this yeah. past year. Yeah, I would. That was a nice little spot. Forty miles south of you. Dude, we we beat the brakes off of them it, on the opener. It was a really good season. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, was it wasn't. It was way better than last year. I'll, I'll admit Absolutely. that. But um, I hope it's. Yeah. I hope it's better next year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope it's longer. I was just, you know, the out of state laws they set on duck hunting in Arkansas was pretty wild. Uh, it yeah. made a world of a difference for us. It really did. Yeah. I woke up later this year than I'd have woken up in probably six years. I didn't um, wake up on Gunnersville because there were no ducks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have good birds here, and they're gone. Yeah, I believe that. But now we what else do you do besides duck hunting? Yeah, uh, from Stuttgart, I'm like hour and ten, hour twenty. That's not bad. Right. Yeah, right. but I'm like in the heart of like Hurricane and Bald Knob, like the the two, a couple of like the big federal green timber reservoirs. Oh, yeah. that's that's pretty slick. Oh yeah. You, oh yeah. You run it in a boat, or you ever take your kayak out? So I run a long tail mud motor. Oh shit! Run, Old school, yeah, son. My, yeah, my buddy's got a twenty five. Most of the limits are twenty five to fifty. Yeah. What refuge? But my yep. buddy's got a race in twenty five, and I kind of I race like on our marsh section. It's like long tail country, which was kind of hot this year. Like we had a lot of long tail, like jumping levee stuff. So yeah, it was that's pretty to, sweet. Yeah, like a sixteen horse uh, Duro Max, which is like. It's kind of like the Harbor Freight Predator engine that I turned yeah. into, like, right drive, like, long tail. Yeah. We used to have the old Kawasaki long tails. Uh, there's a lot of beaver dams to jump on Gunnersville. Uh, oh, there's yeah. some good frog holes on the other side of those beaver dams, too. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, all the ducks left, so now I don't, we don't have to mess with that. Yeah, that's funny. Now, as far as Do you fish 10-killer, Jeff? I saw him. We don't, we don't fish 10-killer. But there's a group out of Fort Smith, which is about an hour south of here, and they do. So we've got six groups in Arkansas working on seven, and, uh, you know, we branch out. The River Valley kayak anglers, they, they reach over into Oklahoma a little bit and fish uh, Arkansas River, Ten Killer, and some other stuff. Ten Killer's a good lake, though. Now, now Cody, other fishing hobbies, you, yep. you do some trout fishing, like you said, fly fishing. You say you're about to go float Crooked Creek, maybe? When are you going to do that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't usually say that one so loud on, you know. Oh, man. You know, I I said, oh, never mind. You're going to go float the buffalo? <laughs> you floating the buffalo, maybe? Yeah, I'll let you know the buffalo. <laughs> uh, I'll go check that Jim. one. Jim! Uh, uh, it's actually, so. I'm it, proud of Crooked Creek, years, man. That's one of our good fisheries around here. It is, yeah. The last Not year. Not anymore. So, but the Buffalo, like the national, the first ever national river by Teddy Roosevelt, like that was in Arkansas. And that's 40 minutes from Crooked Creek, but it's been closed like quite a bit the last two years from deaths and high water and things like that. So they've started running a lot of commercial like shuttles on Crooked. So no there has been a lot. So there's been more. Oh. Yeah, there's been, there has been a lot more people recently. Um, the fishing still like 150, 250 a day, but definitely like you see people now you used to never see people yeah we so. used to do it overnights you, you might see one other canoe or something i mean you just they, maybe yeah. yeah like and they probably don't have a rod type deal no, like they just float. <laughs> yeah, yeah they just float. It's, it's crazy that's yeah. an awesome place well sorry cats out the bag but it sounds like the outfitters are on it so it doesn't matter yeah they are it's okay everything everything you know it all gets exposed. Yeah. And you still got to get there. It's not like it's in town. You got to get no, over. Yeah, you gotta the get takeout there. points are far and few between. Yeah. So, so yeah. I promise there's 0% of me that will drive to Arkansas to fish again. I learned what? that lesson the hard way. You're coming to Dardanelle, man. Come on. Yeah, you'll like I don't Dardanelle. Know. Dardanelle's like Tennessee River Lakes, man. Sort of. Are you sure? I mean, it's a river yeah. in Palmer. I don't know. Are there gra is there grass on it? Yeah. There's some grass totally on depends on yeah, I mean, there's always duckweed, but you could actually have real grass there for sure. Yeah, some pads. Wachita taught me that I need to find shallow water and some grass somewhere for me to feel anywhere near comfortable. Yeah, you, find so, you find a little bit on dark. I'll take duckweed all day. Yeah. Give me a D-bomb and some duckweed. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. There's some pads there. There's some, I mean, some good stuff on there. Pads. Oh, depending on the years, you'll find millful and stuff. Um I haven't seen it in the last couple of years, but it does happen. I like some meal full now. Yeah, Darnell's mm -hmm. good, man. You'll like it. 
come on over. All, All right. right, drop me a pin, Jeff. I'll ride on out. It's easy to get to. to. It's do. easy to get to. It's right on I forty. Just roll on. Yep. Roll on. From I love I forty. Yeah. It tore both fenders off my trailer. Yeah. Well, there you go. Good. <laughs> good street. <laughs> what in the world? I'm getting DMs about Old Town PDLs while we're trying to have this thing uh, conversation. Oh so, man. I thought it was somebody. They still making those. The big, the big water yep. PDL, Sportsman PDL. They just rebrand, brother. Sportsman, the Sportsman. Yeah, baby. You know, I should have brought my other hat in here. New stickers. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, Chris Jones chimed in about Ten Killer. Said March twenty eighth next week. Ten Killer River River Valley Kayak Angler event on Ten Killer. So there you go, people. They were wondering. You been to Ten Killer, Cody? I have not. It's I've a, been to Grant. Never been to Ten Killer. Ten Killer is pretty awesome lake. Big smallies in there. I believe it. Big, small is that the same river chain as Grand, or is that a little different? Uh, it comes off the the Illinois River feeds it. Okay, yeah. it might be different. Yeah, yeah, but uh, anyway, cool. good good lake. That's where mm-hmm. uh, our boy Cole Sykes, NSK AOI, went down last year and won his way into TC <laughs> on ten killer. Dude can cool. fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he can catch them. So Eric Siddiqui says BTC for life. Funny how well the BTC guy. Oh, I got you guys doing tournament series where you can't talk on the phone during a tournament. Wait a minute, he's admitting, the, he's admitting the Bluetooth crew. He did. He yeah, he did. Okay, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know did. about all that. So tell, tell us about the Bluetooth crew, <laughs> Cody. He, he must be hitting you up for that. I don't know. I don't. You know, <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. He said, "I plead the fifth. Get I me out of here." What you're talking about? He's going to switch podcasts well, on us. I think maybe maybe what Eric means by that is he just has like a find my phone app on Cody's phone where he can just follow him or something like that. Oh, <laughs> Lord, Jeffy, Jeff, Jeff. Watch out. I'm just playing. He, he didn't my, get he signed he, up for Ford, though. He, he, he did. was texting uh, me the whole damn time on Norman. Yeah. He was <laughs> bored at the house. I wish he would have rode on down for that. We would have had a good time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I ain't saying Man, nothing. Man, you're putting a bunch of fish up there. Dude. <laughs> that, a lot. Uh, that, that place was, it was about the right time. So it's uh, yeah. it's got a couple steam plants on it. So there's hot water pumping in. So, I mean, on the lower end, you were seeing water temps mid-60s. I mean, those those wow. fish were ready to get down. Yeah. They were in, in the right spot. That's pretty cool. That was awesome. You, you know what? That, it was awesome to see two events like that go down on the same weekend. Both broke 100, even with all the yep. corona stuff going on. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that's a pretty big statement for our sport. You know, two, two, not two ends of the country, but, you know, middle of the country over there on the East Coast. Both, but, but, you know, both busting 100 on the same day. That's That's awesome. Couldn't have seen that a few years ago, I don't think. No, there's no way. I wasn't mad at Norman. It was good. It fished a lot better than I thought it was going to. Eric looks like an Arkansas lake and fished a little better, huh? <laughs> Dude. That's what I figured. <laughs> I would have trade I would have traded Norman and Wachita in a heartbeat. There yeah. <laughs> I caught some big old spots on Norman, but I just didn't. I tried. I bet on the spots on on Wachita. I caught some pre-fishing, but dude, when I found that largemouth bite on day two, I mean, it was just like getting kicked in the side of the head. After 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 not catching shit on day one, I was like, man, there ain't no no way I just stumbled up on this. I said, Ryan, you fish some islands? What islands? (sighs) Hey, the other way, son. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I found them. I found them. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny hey and you know that's what learned. fishing in arkansas is not so bad you need to give it another chance man all right all right all right all right all right hey Just, it's very Dang. different throughout S- the throwing all kinds of heat out tonight he said i guess cody should have followed me on logan martin dang <laughs> i was about to say cody, eric did whoop my ass on logan martin so i can't say much oh man yeah <laughs> This is what happens when Siddiqui's home for more than two weeks in a row. He starts getting hostile. <laughs> crazy shit happens. Hey. All right, all yeah, right. That's true. That is true. Well, Summer's whooping his ass every day is what's happening. <laughs> Eric's got two black eyes and missing a tooth. Yeah, that's probably right. Man, yeah. He's a little heated tonight, but it's all right. We can take that. Keep, keep it Eric ain't never heated. Okay. He get he get a little he gets sideways every now and then. He don't get real mad. 
Everybody's coming. Everybody's coming in the comments tonight. Todd Patrick. Todd <laughs> What's going on? Jesse Mitchell. People are bored. Jesse Jesse will strum us a little tune on her guitar. We saw that. Saw that on the face space. <laughs> Sadiqi said he's hanging on by a thread. <laughs> Sadiqi, uh Sadiqi and Todd. So I saw they're doing a Corona Classic or something. Uh, a little tournament on is it Cedar Creek? I think so. Kentucky Lake or Kentucky yep. area. Yeah. Yeah, Todd just Todd just uh, put it up there. Cedar Creek, Kentucky next weekend, y'all in. Actually, Todd, I'm not in. We're running a tournament on Gunnersville uh, with ourselves, TBKA, and Real Crazy, the Georgia guys. And I'm trying to talk Steve-O into doing a side pot, like 100 bucks, 150 bucks buy-in, uh, run it on Tourney X, and, uh, you know, kind of have a little high stakes on the side for the guys that we're planning on coming in for the national championship anyway. So the bite should be good. Uh, the water's yeah. still they, – they've still got the floodgates open. Uh, on both ends of Gunnersville, so it's it's still moving through pretty good, but it should equalize by next week, I think. That's awesome. Hopefully, I'll smash them out there. I hope it's Gunnersville. It'll happen. Yeah. They're out there somewhere. Sadiqi called it the cabin fever cabin fever classic. I get that. Everybody's going nuts. I'm gonna try to get out this weekend myself. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Cody. You got anything else you you want to throw out? Any other sponsors you want to talk about or? What Man, do you, got? Just, you know, some of the new, like the new one for me, you know, Dakota, uh, Dakota Lithium, it kind of, you know, Dakota Lithium made it all possible in a lot of ways for as far as the, you know, I, I've had a motor guide on a new canoe in the past and I really wasn't able to go that far and that yeah. Dakota Lithium made it where I'm, man, I'm going like 20, 22 miles, like duration time. So, so that. That paired with the pursuit, man, that was really big. It's been it's been sweet for me the last couple of weeks, and I'm I hope to get back out there and you know start you know seeing if it wasn't just a fluke, you know actually keep it going, see how it feels. So yeah, but um yeah, that and Fish USA, I mean they kind of got me all around the country last year, and yeah, we're off to another good start this year. So but, yeah, that's about that's about it for me. Let me ask you real quick. Cause... No, no. Sorry, ahead, sorry, Ryan. Sorry. I'm, I'm intrigued by this Dakota Lithium because I, I talked to Casey a little yeah. bit about it because obviously Old Town came out with the Sportsman uh, with that motor or with that Minkota drive on the front of it. It's a 45 pound uh-huh. thrust and it runs a good long time with a wet acid 100 yep. amp on it. But I was curious about your runtime with that lithium battery, big time difference. So I had an Optimum six pack. Even they're like 280 dollar batteries. Right. Like they're like the six pack Optimums. Um, I was getting like four and a half to five miles duration on full speed. And with the Dakota lithium, I'm getting closer to 20. Um, I mean, it's, it's in my opinion, it's over four times, like, uh, you know, really? more powerful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're expensive, but it is like, I wouldn't use it if I just had a lead acid battery. Like there's no way, like it wouldn't be worth it for me. See, I ran mine all day at Logan Martin, uh, yeah. still had juice left, but I didn't run it full power all day, and I only went a couple miles and then a couple miles back and then kept it slow. So I'm just curious. You know, I haven't really put yeah. it to the test as far as, you know, max range. So, you know. Yeah, you, if you just – if you burn them, you don't get much more than four miles. Yeah. Like, if you keep them on high and roll with them, it's about four, somewhere in there. So I'm I'm seriously contemplating putting a trolling motor on something here. Yeah. Does your trolling motor, Cody, does it automatically deploy, or how, how are you managing that? So it that? doesn't. Um, some people have a string on them, but they're so – when you cut that shaft down, like most people are finding somewhere between 36 and 32 to be, like, really pretty perfect. Um, yeah. When they're that short, they pretty much deploy themselves. Um, I mean, in picking them up, all I ever really do is just, you know, hit the button and just, like, pick up the cord. Like, I don't even have – like a G-force cable, you know, I don't have anything like that, you know, to help pick it up. Um, so, it's pretty well so you're, but the, the pedal's up on the very front of the kayak there, right? Like the deployment pedal. I've it got is. a, yeah. I think I've got an XI3 on my duck boat, actually. But yeah. it's like, so you you still have to hit the pedal to deploy. There's not yeah, a shortcut just, yep. for that. No, just click it. Yep. All right. Does Motor Guide make one that automatically deploys? Do you know? No, so a lot of, they... New canoe actually has a little kit, I believe, where they're whether it's like it's a little thing you drill through it and pull on it. Um, like I know Derek Brendel's got a really good video about how he deploys and you know redeploys his. Right, just 
you know, yep. say the word, brother. I'll get you one of them uh, sportsmen's where it's already set up in there. You just drop it right down. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, does that Man. one deploy, Jeff? Does it auto-deploy? It's uh, it's on a spring-loaded deal. You just pull the string sitting by your seat and deploy. you pull it down and pop the string and it goes automatically up. So, Tell you what, you find me somewhere to put my rods, Jeff, and and we're going to talk. Right, i got to have my rods in my boat, all right? I got you. Yeah. I ain't trying to build nothing like Duke where it looks like a damn B-52 with rods going out on both sides. Is, like is I'm, it, I'm it, not trying to drop bombs on them, all right? Is a, is a Brad Case spider rig an option? <laughs> <laughs> Anything Brad Case is an option for me. All I'll right. go ahead and tell you that. All right. Uh, Randy Gleason asked you real quick, Cody, how many amp-hour battery are you running to get 22 miles? on that dakota it's a hundred yeah and i haven't really i wouldn't say i've confirmed i've confirmed around 18 for sure um i know of guys that i, I just kind of know of people that have gone around 20 but i've confirmed about 18 on a 100 amp hour dakota lithium okay and that thing's got spotlight on it right he does yep yes okay because i saw i mean you in that current on logan martin you were like Boop, and then oh, yeah. you know fishing yep. the riprap like it was pretty it was cool pretty good it was a good tournament Jeff, for it. Jeff got mad at me because I posted that little comparison thread on KBN a couple days later, and then now Jeff owns a Honda Pilot, and I'm not real sure. <laughs> I can't. That was all a joke. I, can't figure I, out would, how I would never drive a truck. I'm a station wagon for life. Uh, hey, that's you got loyalty, man. I appreciate that. Actually, the station you got the wagon, SUV of SUVs. The station wagon was the compromise. I really liked my minivan, but I actually said enough was enough, so I went away from the minivan. Oh, what kind of minivan do you have? I used to have a Honda minivan back in the day when I had the kids little. An Odyssey. Yeah, I love that thing. <laughs> okay. I used to roll my. Well, at least you're staying loyal. Yeah, I used to roll my uh, AAU, AAU team. I coached around in that minivan. It was it was the juice. <laughs> nerdiest team on on the on, in the world no nah, no nah, that, was, that was a lot of fun but uh yeah station wagon for life sorry boys i'm glad you stayed consistent throughout your life jeff yeah, that's that's what that's what i'm most proud of here Fun function over coolness uh oh ashley's in the comments that's a no-go on the minivan sorry oh shit here we go we're out we're out Gotta go. Uh, Is she gonna screen our calls for the live call-in show? I haven't Did talked you to her about her yet? that yet, but I bet I could get her to do it. Shit, sorry. Yeah, I bet I could get her. I bet. So we're gonna try to pull something off next week. Uh, if everyone's watching this, I, I'll post some information on it. We're gonna try to pull off a live call-in show, uh, radio type show. <laughs> uh, oh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we've got a history of audio and video difficulties, so I'm ready for whatever may happen. But uh, we're gonna try it. Uh, maybe next week or the week after, whenever I can get that software together that'll be fun uh, i don't know who we'll have on with us but ryan and i'll uh, we'll cook up something fun so just don't patch anybody through with a dallas area code if, if one of the allens get no, on clifton allen we, should be we're gonna have to you know clifton <laughs> allen i i hung out with him at the hobie event down on fork and he's actually one of the nicest funniest guys in person you'll ever meet man. Cool. Yeah. i drove to his damn house and he wouldn't come hang out with me uh, i got to meet i got to meet the good alan i didn't clifton wouldn't even come see me <laughs> the good alan yeah we're gonna have some fun neither would that. ugly twin pentagraph ugly twin wouldn't even come out and have a beer with me bless it if you just come to arkansas man we got good people here we'd hung out i guess there's no no business in arkansas. i did i came to arkansas and i didn't get to hang out with anybody from arkansas <laughs> there wasn't anybody uh as a matter of fact they didn't even sell beer i had to drive seven counties over to get a drink <laughs> down there you must have went to russellville well i don't know where i went man it was terrible <laughs> all right well cody man we sure appreciate you man I'm taking the time i know uh you know you're kind of locked up right now anyway so always yeah. good to jump on and talk a little fishing uh Congrats again Excellent. on your big win. Uh, you got, if you don't have anything else for us, Ryan, what you got? Anything? I'm good. No, I'm good, man. Come on down. Anybody wants to come out next weekend, uh, we'll throw that side pot together and see if we can't have a little bit of fun on Guntersville. All right. Well, hey, we'll wrap it up, and hopefully the tournament season kicks off again in a month or two and we get over this coronavirus, and we'll see everybody back out on the road uh, sooner rather than later. But uh, we appreciate everybody, and we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs>